All things Aussie hoops and NBL fantasy. Three blows catching up over a can of three. So many things that we cannot wait to see. Has McDowell White got the keys? Well, sorry, he's burying threes. After Brisbane said no, Franks, the 36ers said yes, please. They chose a second serve of Randall as United went a sweep. We think Walton's hard to handle. If Doyle rules, they're hard to beat. We love some Tucker. Warden Burger's got the lot. There's no cheese, but there's big sauce, and now Bangers gets the shot. Can a mango pick and roll fill the gorge-sized hole? Or do they need a lift greeter to restore their heart and soul? The Kings can focus on the books, so long as their man Xavier Cooks. Will there be Magnet regret? Does R. Kelly fly with Majet? Will Thomas be a tank with Manic and LT? And I do beg your pardon, but we rather like Brad Lee. Cleveland, this is for you! We want more of the same from 22. G'day listeners, you're back with Benny and Boydie, the basketball blokes dribbling all things Aussie hoops and NBL fantasy. That's right, we are Banksy-less again. Uh, he's out of the COVID and into a nice little family holiday for a couple of nights. So lucky him. I did uh, message him today and say I am very jealous uh, uh, because it looks like a good time. It does. I mean, secretly, I think we've sent him off for a Dane Swan-style mid-season, pre-season sort of camp set up. So he's over mm-hmm. in the, getting some altitude training. And uh, because uh, our boy has dropped down to second, it's uh, Jackson Charger charging to the top of the rankings. So um, hopefully it. Banksy can re- recuperate. That's it. We've told him to have a good hard look at himself, to be honest. Um, and hopefully he does that. Fingers crossed. Um, now, it's the start of a month. Normally, we would go through and we would um, do a review of how everyone's going, uh, or our Patreon supporters and things like that. We haven't been doing the round reviews because, look, it's just been Banksy, how you doing, mate? Still first? Okay. But he's away, mate, so let's let's get back to the olden-style review sort of setup. It's time to see which one of Benny or Boydie is the top bloke this week. In the NBL Fantasy Round Review. Hang on, hang on. What's going on here? What's you going you on? know how we used to do that, right? Oh, yeah. Well, we haven't done that for ages. What's going on? There's something going on here. Well, I mean, the the mouse is away, so... Or the cat's away, so the mouse will play. Let's, let's put it that way. So... Um, <laughs> Are you referring to, to, to my performance uh, over the weekend? And I think I guess, you are. Oh, yes. Well, let's, let's talk about it. I was sitting there on uh, <laughs> Monday night. Ray John Tucker was flexing, as was I. Really unusual. <laughs> um, because, yeah, I took out uh, game day for Monday. Jeez, so, I that. yeah, not too bad, hey? Good effort, mate. Good yeah, effort. And your really score pretty- for the week? Come on. Oh, yeah, I also took out the weekly prize as well, so, yeah. you know, just yeah. quietly. So, um, yeah, just, uh, yeah, yeah, thank you for that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, at the end of the season, I'm going to have, you know, 130 bucks worth of vouchers and probably finish around 20th, and Banksy's going to be up the top for so long and come away with nothing. So it's just uh, <laughs> unfortunate for, for that. But uh, worth doing the review. Got very lucky and... Um, yeah, and look forward. At, hey, we are at the midpoint of the season, and we have, for the first time this deep into the season, two of those basketball blokes logos sitting up in the top ten, which is awesome for the pod. Mm-hmm. You were 
our man for the first few seasons and uh, we had Banksy but we've always had someone up there happen to have two of us two of us this season um and uh yeah we took over Banksy's captains last week and big source and for the model did well so uh, if if you're not a patreon supporter it's not too late to sign up to the captains because we did have Alan Source Williams as our number one captain option last week which worked out really really well so yeah more than well it was um a huge uh, a huge benefit to anyone who had him. Uh, obviously, scored the uh, 143 for the round, which was about 30 odd uh, higher than the uh, next available person, I guess. So, which was McDowell White on 111. So, you you know you earn yourself a good, good 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 little bunch of points there. If you captain him, you're you know clearly 60 points at least above anyone or else. So that was good. And I'd mentioned that it's mid-season, and uh, I've noticed... It is, uh, we are halfway, I'm past halfway now. So, nine, nine rounds gone, nine to left. So, mm-hmm. um, we want to have a look at our M- mid-season MVP yep. checkup. Now, we had our predictions pod, um, didn't get time to cut the clips, but for the record, I went back and had a quick listen to the last five minutes of that. Very humorous stuff. Uh, all round, um, but Banksy ended up with he went with Xavier Cooks as his candidate. You went with Travers, and I went with Isaac Humphreys. Um, I guess firstly, uh, Cooks probably not. I think the have the number one one point eight million dollars or whatever it was to start the season um, is probably you'd probably want him to be the number one highest averaging player to warrant that at the moment. What about uh, Travers, mate? How's that going for you? Kiss of Death started early, apparently. Yeah, Kiss of Death started well. He was he was doing okay at the start there, sort of averaging forty odd, forty couple of mm. yeah, forty sevens, forty fours, all that sort of thing. And then from round five onwards, he's had he's gone fourteen, twenty nine, thirty one, thirty seven, fourteen again, thirty four, thirty three. So he's um, fair to say he's dropped right down uh, post round, like really round four, I guess. Um, yeah. and has been uh, just not doing too much. I think the main drop-off has been in his points. Um, in those first five or six games for Perth, he was scoring in double digits. Mm-hmm. Um, that's sort of withered away. He's only, he hasn't scored double digits since that round five game where uh, he played South East Melbourne Phoenix for a 38 fantasy point game, 19 actual points. So um, I think that's yeah. where he's struggling really at the moment. Kind of thought he might be getting his thirty minutes a game. It just never, never eventuated. And um, uh, I went with Isaac Humphreys, obviously a great bargain selection. But uh, uh, I think we said we would trade him out, and it would be a, a big uh, send off celebration to Hump. Thanks for doing your job, mate. And for the most part, he did. But um, I think this is the moral of the story that there is no obvious candidate because they've all had the issues. Obviously, we had Humphreys last week with COVID. We're expecting him back. We'll wait for uh, Dr. Boyd's segment shortly. But uh, who, in hindsight now, if we were looking back, who has been the MVP so far? Can you pick one if you could have changed your option? What what are some of the candidates that we've got? I think Humphreys has still been one of the more valuable players. I think he's done his job thus far, but uh, he's going to be completely and utterly useless in the second half of the season. So, yep. Hard to go past uh, Derek Pardon, I think. He's the top-scoring player. Um, obviously played f- the 15 games, so that's the reason why he's probably right up there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gone up 500k, so he's made good value from the start. Um, yeah, it's hard to argue about not having him there in the top you know, three or four. Yep. 
Um, Pinder, the problem with Pinder, obviously, is a high scoring averaging player, was he was only power forward eligible to start the season. He was yes. with the really poor schedule, and it was really difficult to keep him um, and work your trades as you can do now. Now, the other one that's a candidate for that who has really done his job and could be the eventual MVP in my books is the Wardenberger with the lot, mm-hmm. uh, Sam Wardenberg. Um, as an owner, I, I, I got rid of him when he was PF only. So... Uh, Bordy, how have you felt as a holder thus far? Oh, really good. So at the moment he's he's doing quite well. He's averaging averaging thirty six over his last three with a game high of forty. There, so you can see that he's got some high scoring sort of games, or he's he's bumping up that thirty five to forty mark to get that average up that high. Um, and he's gone up almost six hundred k, including hundred k this week again. So I'd say he was he's probably close to being the MVP. Yeah, beautiful. And for the second half of the season, I think there's some amazing candidates out there. I like the Adelaide boys, particularly Franks. I think if you could have picked him up at the uh, sort of a 1.3 there, and he could very well finish the season very, very strongly, he'd be my pick for the second half of the season MVP. Um, probably some other candidates as well. Him, so that's good. Oh, well, uh, I take that all back then. <laughs> and uh, that, my friend, is probably a very good segue. I wanna kiss you all over. I think I'm gonna do the point kiss of death. And over and again. Has to be a massive disclaimer as we exit the pod. I wanna kiss you all over. Look I will happened. try and update the people if Bordy brings him in because that could change. Dun, dun, dun. He's already in. And... To the night closes in. Just be a little bit careful when you're picking board. He does have him in his team now, so... <laughs> the kiss of death. Yeah, I love it. I love listening to that. It's great. Um, is it still working? Let's go back to last week. Where you... I think it is, isn't it? Well, this week? so it was Travers. Travers, Travers was the kiss of death, yeah, right? Travis, now, it was not disastrous. No, 68, 67, whatever. What made it disastrous, though, Boydie? Who were you the going to bring in? The original one I brought in, I was going to bring in, was Manic, and he had a 91, I think, off the top of my head. Yeah, 91, so, and he was cheaper, and now he's more expensive because <laughs> he's gone up. Um, so there you go. There's a perfect example of the kiss of death. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Brady Manic went up 100 grand with his 91 over the um, over the weekend, and uh, Manic had a... Uh, sorry, Travis had the 67 and went down 14K, so there you go. There's the kiss of death. There is a prime example of what's happened. And so this What have week, we got forward to look at? This week, I mm-hmm. think I'm going to have to do something spiteful this week, I think. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to because every week there is a bit of a battle between you, you, myself, and Banksy, of course. And for about eight weeks, what round? Yeah, it was round nine this week. About seven weeks, we've been, I've been telling Banksy, Junior Mundut should not be in your side. Mm-hmm. You need to get him out. Yes. He didn't trade him when he had high value, and now he's dropped in his value all the way down again. He's ridden him through zeros. He's ridden him through twos and fours. And then this week he had a one and a four uh, in the two games that they played. To find that uh, by two. So, but the thing is, <laughs> Banksy still beat me in the weekly. So <laughs> I think it's time to the put the kiss of death on Junior Madut. Oh, look out. And that's that's serious. Like, as South East Melbourne serious. fans, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe you've just done that, but that is seriously <laughs> spot. That is seriously spiteful. Um, hey, but I know actually it could be a good thing because it means that we're not going to have any more injuries. So junior won't be required. I take it back. I take it back. So mm-hmm. um, there you go. Uh, Banksy, look out. The kiss of death has been put on Junior Madot. Even just for now, he's sitting in Boydie's side. That will be enough for the car, the cosmic energy to completely mm-hmm. mean that you need to get rid of him this week. So That's it. Probably, it might change because I've just gone early there. With, 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 <laughs> just a bit of spite after I looked at our scores over the weekend. But um, <laughs> I, uh... it's subject to change this week, so um, it's not an assurance that uh, I'll be trading Junior Madot the Injury Report with Dr. Boyd. Too easy. Biggest one this week was probably Tanner Krebs, 17% owned, and I'm presu- presuming that's dropped off a little bit in the last 12 hours. When that's high. Wow. Okay. That's it. He was very high, um, which is interesting. Um, you know, People probably bought him in maybe in the last couple of weeks as well because he's, he's doing a little bit better than he mm. was previously. Um, coming off that 30, 35 game and round the first game of the round, and then obviously injured, unfortunately. Um, so he is out for an extended period of time, I believe. Um, did not look good at all. Um, so we've got a couple of questions in regards to this. Well, we might segue into Nathan the had us are Krebs owners needing to burn a trade to get him out, or is it fine to have bench donuts? And number. Second question, uh, Keegan, any viable cheapies for uh, Kreb replacements, Abercrombie, Webster? Oh, man, I was just absolutely spewing for these guys because yeah. change of coach, Krebs was starting and playing yep. so well. He was going to be that cheap solution. We're Abercrombie owners, right? Yep. I mean, like it would have legit been a stepping stone to Krebs the way it was looking. It would have been worth the trade, I'd suggest, at that time. Now, is it worth the trade to now go Krebs to Abercrombie? Would you do that? I'm not so sure about that personally. Yeah, I'm not either. Mm-hmm. I think with Abercrombie, we'll talk about him a little bit later on about what we're thinking we're going to do with him. But um, what about Corey Webster? after what he did last week, can you ride that price and schedule train up for a little while? Because, I mean, it might not be the points. It was a complete breakout game. We're not expecting that every week, that's for sure. But if you can get 20s with that 50-odd that he had in his rolling average, is that worth the trade? I don't know. I don't know. He's he's just too sporadic for my liking. Yeah. Um, heavily run, relying on points. So that 56, his next highest score was 34. But the good thing about Webster, and we talk about these with the cheapies, is he's getting minutes. So he's been averaging like 20-ish, mm-hmm. you know, some higher games where he has 28, um, etc. So he's averaged about 24 minutes over the last sort of five or six, seven, eight games. So uh, as we say with our cheapies, minutes equals Hopeful production, at mm. least. Mm. Um, we know he's putting shots up when the ball's in his hand. That's that's one thing. And the Abercrombie trade, I wouldn't do personally because of the schedule, um, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about shortly. But New Zealand's schedule goes a bit yuck now. Um, and they've also played 15 games, which is equal highest um, over the course of the season so far, which means they've only got 13 games to go. I would be, if you're looking at a cheapie, I would be looking at one of the teams from one of the teams that have uh, the most games to go, which there's, a, there's what five teams on 12 games that have played. So Sydney, Cairns, 
Adelaide, Brisbane, and Illawarra. I'd be looking from those guys, from the for these cheapies. Um, yeah, good. Not personally, one standout candidate though. Personally, I would tick off uh, um, Webster trade, but I would also be fine with having a bench donut for one, maybe two weeks max. Okay. To free up some cash to get Krebs up to the next tier of guy, up to the, yeah. we're going to talk. We're going to be talking yeah. about um, some sub million dollar options and some one point two million dollar options. Um, so that is your alternative. Whether or not you want to, if you've got a trade, if you're well positioned, you've got that luxury trade. I think Webster's a nice little bridge play, um, and he would be the only one that I can see down there, Doctor Boyd. Uh, is there a name out of uh, the JJs? What about McDonald? His minutes dropped off massively yeah. last game. Like, there was that 34-minute game. I think it must have been when Milton had foul trouble. Yep. Majed still playing sky-high minutes. Still um, 21 points in that 12 minutes, though, in that last game. But it was against Brisbane. There's a bit of a red flag there, obviously. Um, but, yes, you're, you're right. Yeah. Um, there's going to be some... Up around that million dollar mark, players that I think still could make you money and be startable on doubles. That'll be the goal. All right, let's do it. We've got um, quite a few on the watch list this week. Bain's obviously been out for a couple of weeks now with his back. Our Um, Queensland source. Yes, our Queensland source. Can we go with this? He's highly confident that Bain's will be back back from the back. They did speak to him before the game a couple of days ago, uh, before the first game of the round, I think it was, and he said he's pretty keen to get back on the Sunday for the Sunday game, but it's going to need tick off from the physio or what have you, so obviously he didn't get that tick of approval. Um, I reckon he's going to be right as rain to play this week by the sounds of it. That's in my Dr. Boyd opinion, so look out for that to be wrong. Um, (laughs) And Walski's gone with, is Gak a bench option? I don't think so with that news. Yeah, so if if it was going to be lingering or something along those lines, I think we would back in Gak. Yep. But if Baines is back, I'm actually looking at Baines next week as a yep. trade candidate. I think he's Possibly a really, really good option. I want to see him just well, play his 25 minutes, score 30 points this week, yep. move okay, and then not go up in too much for next week. But speaking of backs, more back news. Yes, that's right. Um, Drimmick uh, was a back as well. Um, don't think we've got had any news from him. Pete Stone's asked if there's any news on Drimmick. I don't think so at this stage. Um, I think he's a wait and see. Mm-hmm. Um, Adelaide obviously don't play until Friday night this week, so that's a bit tough. Um, I don't think you can rest with him there. If you, uh, Unless he's on your bench, you're happy to take the zero. Um, but, yeah, one to keep your eye on there. Uh, but they've been pretty good with the news. They might even bring it out before uh, the, uh, the round starts, so keep an eye there. Drew's uh, pretty good, I think, with the, if you got into the D, just asked him, he'd probably let you know how he's tracking, to be honest. He's pretty good on social media like reckon. that. Yeah, maybe. Yep. Um, Marco Jerick for Cairns' ankle is due back. Um, so wait and see what goes on there, and if it causes the issue there... Um, Vickerman hinted at possibly having a fully fit squad for round 10. So Humphrey's back from COVID and Illy is a chance as well. Uh, and also uh, from South East Melbourne, Phoenix uh, training today. Ch- uh, Joe, Joe Chi was training 
and is a chance to return. I repeat, is a chance to return. Big red flag there for Source Williams owners. Yeah, we'll uh, definitely talk. We'll do the captain's pod tomorrow, I reckon, mate, but we'll have to definitely flag that. Um, But for more information about any long-term injured players, including links to the most up-to-date injury information, please head to basketballblokes.com. And if you can see someone that we've missed, just get into our messages and let us know. All right. Failing to plan is planning to fail. It's time for the Schedulizer. The schedule has well and truly opened up, mate. Mm-hmm. The Kings and Hawks now become interesting, having not been interesting for quite some time. Um, obviously, Adelaide and Melbourne remain interesting. If we've been holders of those players, their schedules still remain good. Now, first point that I really want to raise is that we've obviously got Cairns on the triple next week. Cooks v Pinder. I had initially planned on bringing Cooks in myself this week, and I am now not doing that and opting to go with Pinder the following week. I'd love to know what you're doing, mate. I'm probably going to try and do the same. I mean, they're similarly priced. Um, Mm -hmm. Cooks has got um, his form over the last three is not that flash, but that's with an injury interrupted and a foul out, wasn't it, I think? Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe don't take that too seriously, but he's had a couple of 25s or 27, 25 and 27 in his last three, so that's kind of upset the apple cart, but he did have a 77 before that first 25, (laughs) not that long ago against Cairns, funnily enough. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'd be burning all my cash to get Cooks in this week, and then I'm not sure um, whether it's worthwhile getting up to Pinder the week after if you need to. I'm, I'm, I'm really torn, to be honest. Um, yeah, so it, I guess the, what's weighing into it for me is Cooks' matchups this week. So yep. um, really tough matchups uh, on paper, um, making me think that potentially he is fadeable. Um, and the other thing that is concerning for me is we've got I've got my New Zealand stack still. I've got forced trades where I can't do the rental between Cooks and Pinder yep. next week. Do you think though for yourself? That's not a bad strategy. If you don't have those forced New Zealand trades, could you get Cooks this week, Pinder sideways next week, and that's a that's a good outcome? Yeah, I think so. If you've got the trades up your sleeves, I think you can definitely do that. Yeah. Um, so um, you get, need to you need to put this into your schedule and make sure you can do these things, as we always mm-hmm. say, is a bit of a red flag. Um, so definitely, I would probably be looking at that. Um, yeah, it's a bit torn. You say matchups for Cooks this week. Pinder has similar matchups the week after, so he hasn't. The three of them. Brisbane, but he does have three of them. That's right. But he does play Tasmania and he does play Perth. So, um, yeah, it's 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 one of those things. One of those games you want to play. Uh, now, the I'll refer to the uh, fading Cooks, which is what I did in the first you know, three Please four do. weeks of the Please season, do. and look how that's turned out. That obvious captain choice every week yep. was very enjoyable. That's it. As for um, me, as a Cooks owner as well. That's it. And it, look, it didn't work out for me fading Cook, so I'm tempted to maybe not do that. <laughs> Although he yeah, did open okay. the season with that 29, which uh, made everyone a little bit. I got him round two. <laughs> uh, if you go round two, that was fine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a. F- 
tricky one for me because I've been burnt already this year, I feel, by not having for fading cooks. So I feel like I should try and get him this week. But, yeah, it really um, throws my team balance out a little bit. So I'm uh, torn. Remember okay. with the triple next week with Pindar. Good point. Cooks, Cooks has got a double this week and double next week. So with Pindar's one game this week, then three, they actually play the same amount of games over a two-week stretch. So if you can do that trade-up trade next week where you go Cooks this week and then bring in Pinder next week, then happy days because you're getting five games coverage out of that. Um, Not many of us can afford them all. That's, that's going to be the and issue. Four, four, only four, if you go with just Cooks and hold him, four games is okay. And as you mentioned, uh, Sydney have got... Oh, they go out of a single after that. So, But so does Cairns um, in round 12. So, yeah, it's a... Um, it's a bit of an interesting one. There's going to be a lead. I reckon there's going to be a lot of different teams, I think, in the yeah. weeks. Yeah, the, the Pinder captain option next week on the triple uh, gets priority when I think I've already got a decent captain option this week. So um, the other thing I've really wanted to focus on with the schedule is round 12. Of all the teams that have the doubles in round 12, only one of them has the double this week. Melbourne is the only team. So if you want to start a full field of doubles in round 12... You're going to have to find some players, being Brisbane, New Zealand. You're going to have to keep a couple of them potentially, and Tasmania. So, um, but obviously, I've got my New, New Zealand stack that I'm trying to trade out of desperately because uh, I've got a New Zealand correspondent here to describe their schedule. Naked, rooted, stuffed, buggered. That's pretty well it at the moment. So um, they've got two singles before that double, and then they've got a big red manic donuts, which you experienced uh, um, mm, earlier on in the season. Manic. Sorry. Manic. Just looks like manic sitting there. Um, so we're talking about how we're going to get across the ditch, which is that zero in round 12. What are we doing with our New Zealand Breakers players? I'll ask you, mate. What are your plans with your Breakers this week? I think there's no option for me but to get a couple of them out. Um, I don't think I can sit here with the two singles now. Mm -hmm. um, so at this stage, it's probably going to be Brantley and Pardon because they're guys that I, might, I don't really have very high-quality coverage on to just bring in off the bench. Yep. Um, so that's what I am working with, I think, Brown. Mm, so, so I can see out. you are definitely in a Cooks v Pinders situation this week, <laughs> yeah, 100%. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, beautiful. And a lot of people will be. Um, I'm opting for a couple out as well. Mine will be uh, my two guards in Barry Brown Jr. and Will McDowell White. Um, I'm opting, I'm going to play Trey Kell this week. That's my big risk at the moment. Yep. Um, and I'm getting... I already have Tyler Johnson from last week uh, in my victorious team, team of the week, and I'm going Soby as the other option. That Tanner Krebs injury, yep. um, I think just... They're both going to play 30 minutes, I think, to be honest, 30 minutes plus, so... Um, I'm maybe joined by Baines coming forward, so I'll be loading up on a, a bit of a Brisbane stack wish me well but that's how i'm getting it across the ditch um anything else triple triple on in round 15 along with um uh, illawarra so uh yeah interesting do you know listening we talked about the mvp i had a flick through to find when i was back to our predictions pod your one of your predictions was that people that owned aaron baines at the start of the season would regret it 
but they've been laughing at the end of the season. So maybe you have just nailed that, to be honest. Mm. And I'm, I'm hoping that will come to fruition Not next bad, week. Really. Not bad at all. Um, also said Banksy would be outside of the top 200. <laughs> Maybe I thought Need an adjudication thought... on who to trade in this week? How about a ruling on who to sit or start? Let's see who submitted their case for judgment in the fantasy full court. Sorry, I cut you off with my buttons there, mate. Oh, good, mate. Obviously, I was talking about myself when I was saying outside the uh, top 200, so there you go. And that's the exactly the exact... That's the kiss of death there. Whatever I say has not turned out that flash. All right. Um, so, Fantasy Full Court, we're going to do this a little bit differently because we've got a bunch of questions that are going to be framed into essentially looking at a couple of different price points here, Boydie. Um, question from Paulie. Best sixth man for less than $1.2 million is the first question we're going to be working with. Mm. We're going to be looking at that $1 million to $1.2 million range. I think it is an absolute treasure trove. I'm going to quickly flick through the names, and then we're going to try and pick out our favourites, okay? So we've got Peyton Seaver, Cleveland, Sobey, Baines, Walton, McVeigh, McCall, DJ Daniel Johnson, Tyler Johnson, Justin Simon, Brady Manick, to Sean Thomas and Luke Travers, all within that price range. Some representing tremendous value and with schedules to boot as well. So I want a six man to start off with, Boydie, pick our top few, that if you need someone on the double this week, who would you be going out of that list? Who's your favourite? The one I'd like the look of at present is uh, DeWalt. Derek Bolton, nice okay. 0.12 mil. Um, obviously had a 60 in his last game against the 36ers, um, which was a double-double, 16 points, 11 assists. His assist numbers are creeping up there. They're looking good again. Look, his worst score is a 17. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, um, apart from that, everything else has pretty, mean, pretty much been 30s and 40s and 50s. Yeah. So a couple of 60s. Um so I like him as a nice, cheap, possibly cheap option, I think. Yeah. So there's two here in Walton and Cleveland, but I'll move on to Cleveland, I guess, next. I do yes. very difficult to split, right? Um, yep. Walton, we've got a question directly from Bucks saying, Walton versus Macca rest of season, right? And I, I think it's like the old, old El Paso, why not? Why can't we have both type deal? I think that's an amazing yep. combination. Um, yep. But straight up, if you can only afford one, which one... Would you pick for the rest of the season, Macker and De- Dewalt? Yeah, it's really tough. I think, but oh, that is tough. Um, I think I almost lean Walton. Yeah, personally, I it's, do feels like a massive discount. Yeah, to me, it's, it's. I mean, it's only a hundred grand, but I just think, yeah, I just think he's. Um, I think he's just central to that that team, that offense, um, and they're going to be relying on him to come bring him home, I guess, and walk him into, get him into that finals. Um, you know, have him playing good ball bef- into the finals. They definitely look like they're going to make the finals. Um, <laughs> Go out on there. That's the kit. That's the kit of death there. Look out. Yeah, no. Um, McCarron can kind of float in and out a little bit. Um, although... I think they'll be very similar. Solid, yeah. They've been pretty similar. They've both got only 12 games played, so they're going to play another 16... Yeah, it's a tough one. 
I like them both a lot. Yeah, I, I like think that's going to be a, a goal they of mine. Have, they pretty much have equal schedules. You know what? I'm going to go this, though. I'm going to go DeWalt. And the reason why I'm going to go DeWalt is for all of the finals games in NBL Fantasy, for your leagues, he plays doubles. Whereas Adelaide have a single round 17, and that might cost you if you're in the finals. Um, can you just talk me through something? So I've just got... I'm going to have Sobe and Tyler Johnson in my team. Um, if I paired them up with DeWalt, uh, how would my doubles coverage be going for the whole season? That uh, would be absolutely perfect. Including oh, okay. a triple there for Brisbane. So oh. you, are, you are looking perfect. Okay. So the thing that... is, with two of the Brisbane guys, they have in round 18, the last round, they only have the single... So if you're relying on two of them, the two of them there, you're, you're going to have to do something with them in that last round if you're in league finals and all that sort of stuff, if you're still interested. Okay, so Walton, number one, is it a very close second for Cleveland, two for you as well? It is for me. Yeah, I think it's pretty close. Obviously, okay. they're different positions, so it's hard, but if you can start them off in the six-man, that's perfect. Um, I still think DeWalt. I'm still DeWalt. Yeah. Um, I still like Cleveland. Uh I would be trying to bring him in. I know a lot of people have been scared off by the 15, but he has shown that propensity to pop out a few 50s ever since uh, Randall was gone. He feels far too cheap. And we're going to talk more about the small forward position in general, but he'd be my number two option. Peyton Seaver, number three, if you need double coverage this week. Um, obviously, Fraser's come in. Seaver's numbers have gone down a bit, but they should, in theory, work together. Seaver mm-hmm. injured. Form has dropped down a little yep. bit since then as well. Do you have concerns? He only played 17 minutes for his... Not many points, but a bunch of assists last night. Yep. Fouled out. Um, I, I really like him as an option. Yeah, I like him too as an option, to be honest. Um, I like both of them, really. Um, they're going to play solid minutes. Illawarra need to get some sort of respect back almost yeah um so i see they're going to be very very central parts of the uh team going forward um i like what i've seen with frazier so far where is he had some stuff open here so he's had he's been had 17 and 16 points actual points he's had Mm -hmm. four or five he's had lots of shots plus rebounds for both games he's had five assists in that game we've just finished there yeah lots of shots yep so he has missed some uh lost some points for his you like the opportunity uh, missed shots yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And he's hit threes in each game as well. He had three and then two, so he's getting that, those extra points there. I just I just like the look of him, to be honest, in what I've seen. Yeah. All right, so of the guys in that $1.2 to $1 million range, there's a few that'll get you that vital round 12 game, double game that we talked about earlier. Um, so the candidates for this were Sobey, Baines, McVeigh, Tyler Johnson. Yeah. Um, I'm bringing in Sobey this week. Would he be the pick of the bunch for you out of those? I think so. He's averaging like 45 of his last three. Um, that includes the Krebs out game recently as well. I, I think he's the, you know, it's hard for us to say this because he's burnt us so many times oh, yeah. in previous oh, yeah. seasons. We say, yeah, he's the one to bring in. And then he has a, you know, 10 or a 20. Um <laughs> Stinker, but then you then you chuck him out of your team, and he has a triple double, hundred and seven or whatever it was that that year when you had Banksy that double double. when Banksy sucked at fantasy. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, tough one. But I think he's the pick of the bunch there for sure. 
Yeah, so I went Tyler Johnson over him last week, and that was purely a couldn't afford Toby at the time decision. Do you still like Tyler Johnson? Obviously, to me, it was the first real close look that I've had at Brisbane. Feels like all season, but um, I paid obviously a lot of attention to Tyler Johnson. He feels like he could get what he wanted from an offensive standpoint. Um, coming off the bench is a concern, but Krebs no longer there for some time. I think his minutes are going to be quite secure. Um, I do like Tyler Johnson with that dual position ability. Um, McVeigh. Wish I'd, I shouldn't. Have, I shouldn't have told you about TJ. I told you when I was having a little bit of a sneaky nibble. I don't know how long ago was it, Benny? Three weeks ago. Three weeks. Yeah. Um, he was in the mix. There, and he's you... gone. Yeah, he's gone. This one, see, I haven't mentioned it on the pod now, so now I have. It's probably not look good and looking good. But I think, oh, since I, mean, then, yeah. I think since then his average is thirty-eight in the four games that he's played since that day. So, um, yeah, it was funny because you always go. You were. I was bringing up a player, and you go, "Do you know that Tyler Johnson's averaging more than him?" Than he, you know, yeah, he was your he was your point of reference. So you were definitely considering him, but yeah. uh, I just um, didn't get him in and. We'll talk about McVeigh and Baines. I think they're worth discussing. Baines, we're just going to have to wait a week. If he does play, you yeah. wouldn't be pulling that trigger yet, even if we had confirmation. No. Because he's on the single, but, yep. Yep, I'd be waiting on Baines um, because, well, just because. Um, it's a back. It's one of those funny ones. I wouldn't be bringing him in this week. I want to see some production. I want to see him moving nicely and all that sort of stuff. Um, Jack McVeigh, wicked form. Ever since I got rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. So um, he's he's been in hot form, like he's had a sixty-one, a forty-one, and a forty-eight in his last five games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was a nineteen in there as well, but uh, impressive average. Uh, he's been getting the minutes um, 30, 30 to thirty-three minutes a game, sort of thing, over the last five games. So he's definitely required there. That's even with Magne back, even with R. Kelly there. Um, so I think he's got to be. On your pick when they've got, excuse me, after this week they've got, uh, what, three doubles in a row? Yep. Um, probably not for me, but maybe discuss that. All right, so next week we've got a really good question from Christo, mate. So you want to read that one out? Christo, blokes, any suggestions for a million-dollar or sub-million-dollar downgrade trade target to save some dollars ahead of the Pinder rental next round? Christo's doing my move. Hawks, a couple of hawks he's chucked <laughs> in there, Deng Deng and Frazier. Well, out of those two, definitely like Frazier. We've already talked about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so the candidates I kind of put in there, we've got Frazier, Cal, Marcus Lee, who Banksy brought in last week on the late news that he didn't want to cop the Humphreys donut. And yeah, Deng Deng and Will Magne. Because we actually, I'll bring up Magne now because we had uh, um, a different Maddie uh, ask, is it time to jump on Magne yet? Um, nope. Nope, not yet, is it? He's still only playing 15 minutes a game. Yeah, still only 15 minutes. I'd be waiting on Magne. Um, still got a little bit of dollars to fall, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you fall this week? Uh, I think probably the 100K, I'm guessing. 70s, I think. 70s, was it? Um, where is he? Big chunk. Yep, yeah, down 77K. So he's down 800 now. It's almost getting to the stage where you need to have a punt. Um, because I feel like there's a game where he's going to pop out and have, yeah. you know, double-double. Yeah. Um, but you just can't do it at the moment. He's, if I see a six in front of that, 
if I see a six, it could be go time. But a six, uh, a six is good. Seven's almost getting tempted, tempting for me, especially with three doubles coming in after this week. So they'll have three doubles on the go. Yeah, I'm. I'm very going to be watching him very closely this this week. Um, but yeah, you had ten points and five rebounds in the game against. But look, it was against the Bainesless Brisbane. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, this week he's got Sydney. That's going to be a real test there. So we'll wait and see. Beautiful. All right. So for me, it comes down to two. It's Frazier and Trey Cal. Right now, um, I've got this exact decision this week. Uh, actually, could affect my other trade. But um, considering, I want you to consider price as well. Cal at nine thirteen. Fraser at 9.93, you're still edging Fraser, is that right? I'm still Fraser, um, and the reason why is what I've said before, is that I mm-hmm. think he's an integral part of that team going forward. Um, he's been brought in for a reason. He's got defensive prowess. He's got offensive prowess as well. I just feel like Cal floats in and out of games based on the, 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 the roster mm-hmm. at South East Melbourne Phoenix. Um so, yeah, the other another point, and I've come, 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 come back to it again. South East Melbourne Phoenix played 14 games already. Uh, Illawarra only the 12. So there's two extra games over the course of the rest of the year where mm-hmm. you can just sit and forget. You can have Frazier sitting there, sit and forget, maybe play him on doubles. Um, I think Illawarra have a triple, don't they, somewhere? So you could play him on that triple, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, dual position as well. Dual position. He's averaging higher than Cal over three. Um I just think he's just more integral to the team now going forward yeah. than Cal is. Cal is a big name for them, but he's not integral. They're not going to be playing, or they will play through him a little bit, but he's not going to be the absolute go-to, whereas I think Harvey, Siva, and uh, and Frazier are the absolute go-tos there. Yeah. Um, Lots of at the Phoenix. Can you possibly play Trey Cal in the double? Because that's all I need for one week, essentially. Risky. Risky, risky, but you know yeah. you've got your 120 buck voucher in your pocket already, so why not? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with Cal. I can't actually afford Fraser, so I take it back. If I had the choice of two, depending on what it did with my other, fr- I think Fraser does have the better fantasy game. It's probably the way I would lean as well, but I think they are both viable candidates. Christo. Um, Question here from the number third, number three ranked coach in the universe, Nick Turner. Um, wants to talk about the small forward position and then that'll wrap us up, mate. So it is a wasteland at the moment, small mm-hmm. forward. But do you want to read Nick's question and maybe Lato's as well? Nick Turner, small forward position is proving to be very difficult. What's the best option moving forward? Creek is undoubtedly the best option with the current schedule, but with dollars going towards other positions most will be looking for a SF option that is 1.2 million or less. Who's the best option? Lato's Legends, Fraser V. Creek in the SF position, trading out Brant Lee. Loving Fraser's price, but is his ceiling as high? Okay. Right. This is what... answer to Lato's question. No, Go his ceiling it. isn't as high as Creek's. Um, I think Creek's got the highest ceiling there, but he's also an extra. How much? An extra bloody... Uh, 400k, isn't it? It's 400k. So, uh, you know, you think of all those dollars you can do with that. Um, think of what you can do with those dollars, should I say. Um, <laughs> and what's Frazier averaging over three? 38, 
Creaky's averaging 39, so there's a bugger all difference. Mm-hmm. I'd be taking a punt on Frazier myself. Yep. Um, my position that I really wanted to stem from this, uh, firstly, I want to talk about Abercrombie, all right? And the fact yeah. that we've got this yep. really cheap small forward position we're paid down at. Mm-hmm. I'm personally fine just him sitting there the rest of the year, copying a zero for me. one week. Yep. I don't feel like I'm missing out on small forward at the nope. moment. I feel like that that's a way that we could do it. I know with the Krebs, we said maybe try and get up, but that's if you've already got Abercrombie in, you've got your little 100K price rise or whatever. Um, it's not a high priority for me at the moment. Um, Cleveland v. Creek is a massive decision, I think, or a decision that a lot of people will be facing. I know I've seen Cleveland owners wondering whether they should go up to Creek um, or people just looking for the head-to-head trade decision. So um, for me personally, I'll just keep rolling. Um, I like Cleveland. Um, that's the way I'll be going, Boydie. Yeah, same thing. I think I like Cleveland as well just for that extra 200 grand you got in your pocket to use it elsewhere because, well, look, and maybe I'm biased because I've got that Abercrombie sitting there on the bench that I just sit there. Um, I've also got Travers, who's SF eligible, and Tucker as well at the moment. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. sitting sort of pretty at the moment. But I'd say Cleveland, just the extra couple hundred grand, you can use it elsewhere. You can almost set and forget Cleveland for the rest of the year. It's um, two rounds you're going to find a spot start. Correct, correct. Tucker's um, one of them. Let's, yep. let's, he's a common one at the moment. Tucker. And then and it could, could be Travers, could be a million. Travis, yeah, McVeigh could be Simon. Could Man be seventeen. Lots yep. of options. Yep, lots, lots of options there. Um, so yeah, I, I did the just the basic numbers on the Cleveland v Creek thing, right? So the two extra games which you referred to, and is such a good point when we're making these decisions. It's becoming more relevant now to the mm-hmm. second half of the season. Um, if we put Creek at 40 and Cleveland at 35, to be honest, I think Cleveland's getting even closer to Creek in reality. Yep. Yep. Um, across the course of the season, that's a grand total of 14 points in Creek's favour. Oof. Oof. It's not It'll a lot. Take, it's not worth a trade. Well, that's it. It's not worth a trade, and it's definitely worth saving the 200 grand and putting it elsewhere for that 14 points. That is what I think as well. Um, we've obviously got... A bunch of other options as well. We've got McCall, who right. is not that great, but Justin yeah. Simon is like a 30-40 guy. Will Luke Travers come good? Brady Manick. I hope so. Yep. Is Brady Manick a viable option now? He appears to be a, a viable option um, at that cheaper price as well. You could, I think, and for, I guess so for those Krebs owners, these are the guys that if you hold off for the week, try and shoot up to this mark because I feel like there's some really good value still um, at those SF eligible players. Um, and even Cleveland, he's still under 1.2. Like, um, yep. That's where I'd be trying to get to, but um, plenty of other candidates along the way. Uh, I like it. All right, there was one more question, mate. To Sean Thomas, is he... Uh, we've got him. Yep. <laughs> Are we comf- what do we think he's going to have? Is he going to be startable for someone who might want to hold pardon, for example? Excuse me. I think he is this week. If you want to hold pardon, yeah, for sure. Pardon's got two singles in a row, so that hurts a little bit. Um, 
TT plays Melbourne United this week, who uh, we think are getting nice. scored on nicely from. But then the week following as New Zealand, um, so a bit of a tougher one. Oh, look, I still like the look of him. Um, I think Perth need to use him more, to be honest. Um, and he's not really getting the use that he was. Not really um, getting the use, and that's not bad. Yeah, not bad. Um, so yeah, I'm still holding him on to him at the moment. I like just like the look of him. Yeah, he did tank last week, old Thomas. But I think uh, I'm keeping the faith. I don't know that I'd be encouraging a trade in at this point I, in time. I would not be encouraging a trade in. We've discussed a whole heap of one million dollar slash under a million dollars players tonight. But uh, I think we've got that all covered, mate. Um, why don't you wrap us up? I like it. All right, as always, we are at people underscore blokes on Twitter, basketball blokes on Facebook, or www.basketballblokes.com, including that includes the injury list we talked about earlier and also the schedulizer and all that fun stuff. Live scoring. Get on it. Live scoring until next time.